everybody's getting winterized. Amen. Coming out of fall, now you're going to get winterized, getting your hearts already and wintered up and strengthened up and ready for the coming of the Lord, right? <laughs> Amen. Well, we've been talking this month about what? Ooh, lust. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. We're talking about overcoming lust. Amen. And praise God. And so this, hopefully this year you have, you know, as you, we've gone through this whole series about overcoming, being an overcomer, that, you know, something has jumped out of the Bible and expired you to be an overcomer. Amen. And that you get closer to the Lord and you walk with him and you talk with him the song says i come to the garden along while the dew is still on the roses building that relationship with god is what you want to do is what you we're trying to learn uh to grow in the apostolic faith and have an apostolic truth and apostolic ministry and apostolic identity and apostolic doctrine and all the things that will make us just like jesus that is our goal Amen. So that we can all move forward and continue to do what the Lord is asking of us to do according to his will and his purpose. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about is overcoming. So these these topics, if you look back and, you know, a lot of people struggle, you know, with some of these areas in their lives, you know, and a lot of times he says, you know, this, I have this problem. I can't seem to get break this thing. So hopefully through the word of God and we studying these lessons has been able to help you to be able to overcome whatever has been plaguing you and and causing you to be hindered and stop you. Uh, from going forward, amen. Jesus says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you or harm you. Uh, we have to learn and get to those parts where we walk by faith and not by sight, and we're trusting him at every juncture in our lives, no matter what comes our way. We know that, as we always say, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We're going to a better place, amen. And so if I'm going to reach that plateau or that place where Christ is trying to get me to, then I have to be an overcomer, amen. I can't allow anything to come between me and Jesus. As my pastor taught me, if anything comes between you and Jesus, that thing is closer to Jesus than you are, amen. And I don't want anything to be closer to Jesus than me. Not even my wife, not even my children. Amen. Nothing that I have or a part of do I want to come between me and my Savior. You know, and that's why Paul says, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Amen. And I want to have that relationship with Him. Amen. Hun, could you turn me down just a little bit? I'm a little bit too, getting some feedback here. Amen. So we're we're talking about overcoming lust, and James right into the church here. He asked a question: From whence come war and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not. 
because you asked amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So when you pray and you're asking God for something, is it a need or is it a want? You know, we we have to get into the point that if it's a want, then we're probably lusting. <laughs> but if it's a need, then we're probably not lusting. We we just, you know, realize I have a need. And I can't meet that need, and so I want Jesus to help me. And usually he does come through for us when there's a need. But if it's a want, sometimes he might say, well, let's wait out a little bit here and, and see what do you really need it or let you see if you really want it or not. Amen. You know, so we have to realize that. And that's where a lot of times, you know, lust comes in because we can make comments we can see things that other people may have and as a result we can start to say i want that you know i would i would like to have me one of those and if we're not careful we can start lusting at what other people have you know i could walk into brother rich's house and i could see man he's got a lot of nice stuff here and next thing i know i could start lusting after his stuff you know and man i would love to have that i want that you know and stuff. So if we're not careful, you know, we, this thing can be put us on a slippery slope real quick. And, and we're not aware of it sometimes that we can get into that, that place. You know, we can start lusting at the preachers. We can start lusting at, at the musicians, you know, uh, any of these kind of things if we're not careful. Oh, I wished I could sing like that. Oh, I wished I could preach like that. Oh, I wished I could memorize like that. And we can start lusting after those things, and it can lead us down the wrong road. You know, so you have to realize that every decision has consequences, and so therefore we have to be careful to make sure we're not lusting after what someone else's else has, you know. And we have to, as we have already seen, Paul tell us whatsoever state we find ourselves in to be what? Be content. Be content with where you are and watch Christ and let him work through you, you know, and to bring you to what he's doing in your life. He's trying to take us all at a, at a pace to that, that perfect place. And so I have to let him work in me. I have to let him develop me, and, and when he shows me and teach me, then I have to apply those things to my life as well, the same way as you do. We all get on the train at a certain station, you know. And so God expects us when we get on the train to stay on the train, you know, to go forward. You know, as he told the Moses and the children of Israel, as he brought them out of Egypt and they got to the Red Sea, he says, why are you crying to me? Go forward. Well, see, the children of Israel standing there, only thing they see is death. That's all they see before them. They don't see the path underneath the water, you know. All they see is death. In their mind, can't nobody get across the Red Sea, you know. And if we go back, the army is back there, you know, so we're just dead out here. But God says, go forward. And as a result, it taught them to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. They saw water. God saw a road going across. Amen. And so we have to realize that. Amen. So that we are on track. Okay. 
So last week we was talking a little bit about cultivating temperance. Amen. And that's another key, as I have always said, that I believe there are certain things that we, we need to stress a whole lot more uh, in teaching and our study time and understanding. And that one of those things is that of temperance. We've got to have some self-control and some self-discipline in this walk with God because the enemy will set booby traps and things out to ensnare you and trap you to make you go after it. Amen. He will beautify it. He will pretty it up. He will do things to make you think, I just got to have that. Amen. So we got to have some self-control and temperance in our lives. Amen. If I know something is bad for me, I've got to have some self-discipline. Amen. I have to know my strengths and I have to know my weakness. If I know something is a weakness to me, then I need to remove that temptation and stay away from it. You know, I, you know, I'm, if, if I, that's why most alcoholics, you know, when they come out of uh, AA or whatever, they don't want to go around bars. They don't want to go to bars. You know, I've, I've had men ask me, uh, in the church when we're taking communion. I've had men ask me, is that real wine or is that just grape juice? See, they don't want to stumble up uh, again because that one drink of wine could push them over the edge again. So that's good that that say they have self-discipline to know that if they do that, they could go back down that, that road. Okay, so we don't want to lust, and so therefore, that's why you've got to build self-control and temperance in your life. Amen. And notice, as you begin to, to look at the fruit of the Spirit, you know, you got love, you got joy, you got peace, you got long-suffering, you got gentleness, you got goodness, you got faith, you got meekness, and then on the end is temperance, you know. And so, you have all this stuff, but with it all... Yeah, from love all the way down the chain, you, at the end, you've got to have some temperance in your life. You've got to have some self-control. You know, and that's controlling you. You, God is giving you his spirit, and he expects you now to learn how to control your life. Okay? But if you allow the enemy to teach you and lead you the wrong way, then it will lead you down the wrong path. Number three on your paper tonight, page two. Look not... After outward beauty, but character. Proverbs 6, verse 23 through 29 says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. Now you understand why David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. And reproof of instructions are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by mean of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulterers will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whoso toucheth her, should not be innocent. Now let me read it again. For the commandment is a light, 
and the law is light, a lamp, and the law is light, and reproof of instruction are the way of life, to keep thee from the evil man, from the flattery of the tongue of the strange man. Lust not after his beauty in thine heart, neither let him take thee with his eyelids. For by mean of a horse man, <laughs> a woman is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulterers will hunt for the precious life. Can a woman take fire in her bosom, and her clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals, and her feet not be burned? So she that goeth into her neighbor's husband, whosoever touches him, shall not be innocent. <laughs> Amen. So notice, lust, amen. The old song says, beauty is only skin deep, amen. Therefore, you must focus on character and not beauty, amen. Beauty is deceitful, Solomon's mother told him. In Proverbs 31, amen, and verse 30, she told him that beauty is vain, Favor, favor is vain. <clears throat> Can you bring that up for me? My mind just went blank. Proverbs thirty-one thirty. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that fear the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. One of the things you will find in most humans is when people are looking for people for companionship and relationship in marriage, they don't look for character. They look for beauty. They look for beauty. Amen. And since Satan understands that, he will begin to deceive you. Amen. Most times we look at a person's face or a person's shape and people start lusting after that. And so, and as a result of that, Satan sets a snare. He sets a trap. Amen. And began to lead people down that road. And the next thing you know, you are snared by his trap. And as a result, it destroys you. As, as, as the writer says here, Solomon says, if you take your shoes off and you walk upon hot charcoal and you don't think your feet's gonna get burned, your feet's gonna get burned. If you take those same coals and put them inside of your shirt, you know, it's gonna burn you up. You know? So it's the same concept he's saying with lust. If you start lusting, you're gonna get burned. It's what's going to happen. That's what he's trying to show you. You're going to get burnt. Amen. You can't get away from it if you start lusting at the evil things and at the wrong things because what you're looking at is the surface. You're not looking at the end. You can't see what is in. Amen. That's why he said don't look at beauty because the fact of the matter is if beauty is only skin deep, once you get married, it's too late. You know, I've seen young girls on the corner, amen, as prostitutes because they seen some guy looking good, had a nice looking car. They started lusting after him. And, you know, he came on pleasing and kind and loving and everything else. And they will tell you, most prostitutes on the corner or ex-prostitutes will tell you how they got entrapped into that stuff. 
They will say, you know, I saw this guy at the club or whatever. I thought he was a cool guy. I thought he was kind. I thought he was loving, you know, and everything. He looked sharp. He dressed sharp. And the next thing you know, you know, he he takes her. And the next thing you know, he become abusive and put her on the corner. He threatens her life, you know. And she don't know how to get out because she's young. And it all start with lust. See? And that's why they will tell you, most of them will tell you when they sit down and talk to you, you know, that this is what happens. See, lust is deceitful. Amen. Beauty is vain. You know, you have to realize that if you're going to marry somebody, you need to understand and search for character. Look at their character. Amen. Are they God-fearing? Is it a God-fearing woman? If it's a God-fearing man... You know, and, and you can't just go with five or six months of them being in church. You know, I've seen guys that, you know, sad to say that one guy I thought was was an okay guy in the church. And and this sister thought he was too. And they wind up getting married. And the next thing you know, after they got married, man, she had a beautiful piano. He took the axe and chopped up a piano and was very abusive and everything. All because of lust. See? So you have to be careful. It's, it's vain. Amen. And so she, he says, don't let them take you with your eyelids. Watch those winks. You know? Watch how they wink after you. Watch how they look after you. Amen. You have to be careful. So Solomon's mother gives him warning. He told him that beauty is vain. It's, it's only here temporarily. It's going to fade away. You know, I, I know I looked good when I was young. But now, you know, I got wrinkles. I got gray hair. I'm going bald. You know, <laughs> and see, I'm fading. I'm transitory. My beauty is going away. My battleship's starting to sink. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so you have to realize that, you know. That's why if you marry, that's what happened to so many people. They're marrying people based on facial looks. And then all of a sudden the hair start falling out and, you know, the wrinkles start coming and the gray hair start coming, you know, and then the next thing you know, they want to get rid of them because they didn't marry based on character. They married based on looks. See, that's again. That's right. See, so you, you don't look at that beauty. Look for character. Amen. Observe them, how they worship God, how they trust God, how they support the works of God. These things is what you should be looking at. Amen. Because in the same way with guys or gals, amen, you need to make sure you choose your friends also based on character. You know, think of all the people that in Hollywood, you know, that is in deep trouble or, you know, committed suicide or whatever because they kicked to the curb because they was lusting. They wanted to be like this person. They wanted to be like that person. They wanted to be like this person because they see them on TV. You know, they're lusting after these guys and gals and they go, oh, 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 you know. You know, and as a result, they can't even sleep. You know, look at, you know, the, think about some singers, you know. I mean, you, you got people that it, it gets, becomes groupies and stuff, and it becomes more of a lust than it is a, 
uh, search. You know, there's there's ministers. I know ministers that, you know, some women in God just go absolutely nuts. Oh, he preached so good. Oh, they try, you know, they travel all over the place. You know, just to, to go hear this individual or, or because they're lusting, you know, after the individual, you know. And so you have to be careful because if the enemy finds that you are like that, he's going to set you up for failure. Remember we said last week, he's going to exploit your weakness. Whatever area he finds out you're weak in, that's where he's coming after you at. He don't care if you're 10 or 900. He's going to package it in a way to where you see it, you're going to go after it more and more and more. See? So you have to be careful that you're not deceived. Amen. Beauty is vain. Amen. And a lot of stuff. You know, some guys and gals is just good orators sometimes. <laughs> you know, but they, they may be getting their messages off the Internet. They may not have a bit of clue, you know, what God's Word said. They just download, you can download messages off the Internet, you know, and they can get up there and preach it and stuff and shout and holler and people go, oh, you know, so... And you start lusting after that, and the next thing you know, the enemy says, ha, ah, they like that. So let me put another piece out here. Let me give him another message, you know, to pull you right on down the road. You know, and then after you get out there so far, then he punches a hole in your ship. The next thing you know, you start sinking at sea. See, so you have to be careful, amen. Don't allow yourself to be drawn Away. Remember what James says? Every man is tempted when he's what? Drawn away by what? His own lust. See? And enticed. And when lust is what? Conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. He says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Amen. So you have to have self-control and discipline so that you don't be drawn away. You can feel yourself. If it's something you feel yourself going out there constantly, you can feel yourself being pulled. See? And the more you're being pulled, you should put the brakes on and say, wait a minute here. I need to confer with God. Why am I, why am I being pulled that way so hard? You know, is it me or is the Spirit drawing me? If the Spirit is drawing you, you're going to have peace about going that way. But if it's the enemy drawing you, then you're going to have some, should be some checks and balances going off in your heart. Amen. Beauty is only skin deep. Amen. So don't let them sweet words and affections and thoughts. Amen. And glances and looks. Amen. Because Solomon says it will bring you to poverty. Amen. It'll take everything that you got. You lust after them that will destroy your life. Amen. You can't walk on hot coals and your feet not be burned. Amen. You'll never escape it if you start going down that road. That's why pornography is so dangerous. Amen. Is is deceit. You know, is a trap. And so this thing is taking off. As I said last week. 
you know, 750,000 young girls are being pregnant every year and not marrying the guy that they're married to all because of lust. You got to get some control, some self-control, amen, within yourself, amen. Jesus says, whosoever looks at the woman and lusted after in his heart is what? Committed adultery with her already. My goodness. See, you have to realize, as as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, so Jesus says, if you're lusting after, or lusting after him, you're committing adultery with him already. Amen. And so, and as a result, he says, that is wrong. Amen. So, favor is deceit and beauty is vain, but a woman that feared the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Is she worshiping God? Is she serving God? Amen. Is she doing the right thing in her life? This is what you want to look at. And Proverbs 7, 21 through 27. Amen. Notice what Solomon says. He talks about, he looked through the window of his casement and he saw this man going down the street. And then he sees this woman uh, coming out with him. And so when you read Proverbs 7, you know, he, he, he's talking about the harlot on the corner and a young man passing by the way. With her much fair speech. Notice she calls him to yield. See? She, she, she speaks words of nothing. <laughs> it's basically what it comes down to. Amen. And with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goes after her straightway as the ox go to the slaughter, or as a food to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strikes through his liver, as a bird hastened to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, not go into her path. But she have cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. So he says, prostitution, you're on the road going to hell. You know, if you out there, you, you're messing around, you're lusting at those women on the corner, it can destroy you. Amen. What's the Tenth Commandment? Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, ass, manservant, maidservant, ox, or anything that is your neighbor's. See, you're not to cover it. You're not to go after it. Amen. Be content with the things that you have. Amen. And you will grow in the Lord. You will be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Amen. Number four. Amen. So watch the beauty. Okay. All you young people, one day you're going to want to be married. Let me encourage you. If you're not married, amen, look at a person's character. Amen. Don't look at something beautiful. Don't look at the, the outward face. Now, nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But a person should have good, godly character. Amen. Good character in their lives. So study the character. Read the book of Proverbs every day. And I guarantee you to keep you on the right track. Amen. Don't desire evil things. 1 Corinthians 10, 6. Paul said, Now these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Amen. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they had clear warning from God and Moses that when you come into the promised land, amen, do not take on the gods of the world. 
that was there. They had clear instruction. But what did they do? They got there and they went opposite. Amen. When you and I are brought out of darkness to the marvelous light, we're baptized in Jesus' name. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. Now what are we to do? We're to walk in newness of life. Amen. We must develop the character of God in our lives. Amen. With wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that we understand the things that God likes and the things that God hates. Amen. See, because if not, it will be easy to try to keep going after the things that God says don't go after. See, the children of Israel kept wanting to go back. It's a type and shadow of we being brought out of the world and we turn around and we start lusting after things that's going to pull us back. See, the enemy is going to put traps out there to try to lure you back, amen, to where God is trying to take you. Amen. Think about all the people that died in the wilderness under Moses' leadership, all because they went lusting after evil things. They wanted the things they saw. They wanted a king like everybody else. They were lusting after their kings. You know, I don't know what they saw in those evil kings of the land that they desired a king. Having Almighty God leading you and directing you and showing you the way, amen, more perfect, but yet you want Him to give you a man that is like the other ones. You know, how could they not see the evil of the land? You know, and the things that was being done, but yet they chose a man. They lusted for another man to lead them instead of God. And as a result, God told them what would happen. And you and I are, are reaping today what they wanted. He says, they're going to tax you. They're going to take your family. They're going to take your land. He's going to take everything you got, basically. You know, so we don't, we, there ain't no need to complain about the taxes. You might as well just pay up, you know, because your forefathers wanted a king. <laughs> you know, there's consequences. When you lust, there's consequences. It's going to affect, you know, others in your family. Others down the pipeline. So see, they wanted a king. They lusted after the evil things of the land. And they, because they lusted, amen, they stopped forgetting about God. They stopped forgetting about God's abilities. Or they start looking for God for us. What can he do for me? You know, their love for God was, was waned away. They, they forgot all about God. That's why Paul says in Romans 1, when they knew God, they didn't glorify God. Neither were they thankful, and their evil hearts became what? You know, huh? Their evil hearts become vain. Amen. They begin to look at things differently, you know, when they should have been worshiping him for providing for them and bringing them out. See, we should be thankful in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. You don't want to lust after those things out there. Amen. Jesus says in Mark chapter 4 verse 18 and 19. 
Amen. In the parable, if you've been reading, you've probably read about the parable of the sower here, you know, in all of the Gospels. Amen. Notice verse 18. And these are they that are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, in verse 19, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So notice, he correlates lust with other things and thorns, amen, that will choke the word out of you. Because as long as you're lusting after other things, the word of God is not going to be able to accomplish what God is trying to do in you. It'll choke the word out of you. You know, when you should be teachers, Paul says, you have need that others teach you again, which is the oracles, the first oracles of God. You know, you if you've been in the church any time in your life, nobody should have to teach you about baptism in Jesus' name, the oneness of God, and living holy and separated life. You should know that. Those are basic principles of God. Be ye holy, for I am holy. You know, come out from among them and be you separate. You know, these are basic things. But if you got to be taught over and over and over those things, something is choking the word out of you. See? So you have to ask yourself, am I lusting after evil things? Am I at the lottery table trying to get more money? You know, there's nothing wrong with money, but what does he say? The love of it is the root of all evil. See? Most people are lusting after more money. That's why they play lottery. That's why sports guys making 25 and 50 million dollars are not content. They're lusting for more. I got this, I can get some more. So what did they do? They, you know, Michael Vick a few years ago, what did he do? You know, gambling on cock fights and dog fights and winds up in prison. You know, think about it. You know, if I can't manage twenty-five, fifty, hundred million dollars, I got a problem. You know that I need more. But I see people all the time. You know, they're in the line in front of you in in Quick Trip. You know, scratch and sniff. You know, they're trying to. You know, what is it? Ain't this what it is? Huh? Oh, I thought it was scratch and sniff. I'm sorry. <laughs> My mistake, I thought it was scratch and sniff. I, you know, but you, you scratch. Yeah, you know, they, they pay their two, three, four, five dollars and they, you know, they scratch it off and got nothing. Then they got to buy another one. Scratch it off, ain't got nothing. You know, and then they're standing out there with a sign. You know, work for food. You know. See, when the enemy checks you like that, the same way with bingo. I mean, I've been to bingo, and I used to play bingo, but I didn't get hung out there like some of the, this was all B.C., you know. I've seen people with boards from here to here, you know, full of cards, you know. And they ain't got nothing lusting for money. Same way with alcohol. You know, you stop and think. People are lusting for alcohol. 
you know, they get off work and the first thing they got to do is go get a six pack, you know. You know, and all the commercials, you know, look at all the commercials and stuff about alcohol is to get you to lust after it. They use young girls that half nude to try to get you, the men, to lust after alcohol. You know, that's what Solomon says in Proverbs 23. Who have sorrow? Who have woe? He that tarry long at the wine. He that go to the mixed wine. You know, he, he talks about these things. Proverbs 20, verse 1. He says, wine is a marker, and he that is deceived is not wise. See, so they're lusting after these evil things. The tattoo parlor, you know, look at it. You know, people lusting after tattoos. Oh, man, i got to get the, my next payment done on my, my heart, you know, on my shoulder, you know. People can charge tattoos. People's, I mean, people's got bills where they have to pay for tattoos that they got. Those things are expensive. You know, all these things, drugs, you know, drug dealers give guys drugs on on credit, you know, and the guys tell them, man, I'm going to pay you come payday. That's why you find some of these guys laid out there, gone. They didn't pay, you know. So, you know, guys, I've seen guys scared to death. You know, begging for money so they can try to, you know, pay their bill because they know the drug is coming. You know, so you lust after these things. And if you lust after these kind of things, amen, it's going to draw your heart. So Jesus says that it's these kind of evil things that will choke the word out of you. You don't want anything to be able to come between you and God because in the beginning was the word. See, you want the word in you because how with, with, with all, Psalms 119.9 says, Shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to the word of God? See, if I don't have the word of God in me, then I'm going to be powerless. I'm not going to be able to make right choices. I'm not going to be able to make right decisions. I'm not going to be able to see when the enemy comes. If the commandments is a lamp and the word and the law is a light, then I need it in me. See, I want it to be fruitful. I don't want it not to be unfruitful. I want God's Word to accomplish in me what He sends it to do. So I don't want to lust at the evil things. Amen. That's just like the end of this month. Look at all these people with Halloween. As my friend Brother Mahoney called it, Halloween. You know, you stop and think. Look at how many people is lusting at the witchcraft. You know, they don't have a clue. You know, if your kid need candy, go buy him some. You know, you don't need to be letting them walk around looking like ghosts and goblins and all this stuff. You know, don't lust after that stuff. It's got an end to it. And people are being deceived. See, they're being deceived. The Ouija boards and all this evil. There's lots of stuff out there that during this time of the year, a lot of the parents don't have a clue. You know, and, and the system is, is, is promoting it, the evil. Schools are promoting it, all kinds of stuff. We have to be careful. Lust not after evil things. Amen. So don't get caught up in the positions, the Hollywood, and all this stuff. Amen. Carnal desires after objects which are pleasing to the sensual mind, entering into the heart. It chokes the word. Amen. And they become un. Fruitful. 
Amen. John tell us, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, but all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the plot of life. It is not of the Father, it is of the world. See? So notice, don't lust after it. It's of the world. Pride. Amen. Flesh. Eyes. Amen. Put some blinders on. Jesus says, if your eye be single, your whole body will be what? Full of light. See? You'll be able to see clearly where God is trying to show you. As we sung the song at the onset, what did it say? Show me thy way. Lord, teach me thy path. Amen. I want to know the right way. The Lord said through Jeremiah 6, 16, Stand you and ask, where is the old way? Where is the good path? And walk therein. And you'll find what? Rest to your soul. Amen. You want to be able to see where you're going. And you're not going to be able to see without the Word. You've got to be able to see clearly here. Amen. Don't allow yourself to be drawn away by these things. Amen. Beauty. Amen. And stuff of that nature. Because, you know, in the same way with our internets now, I mean, I've seen so many people spending so much time on our gadgets you know, lusting after things that is choking the word. You know, I, you know, I have, I don't have no problem with people with your iPads or iPhones or whatever. You know, but you need to be able to hold your Bible, Amen, and to be able to flip them pages. You see, so that you know where it is. You know, sometimes I will tell you, when I'm looking for something, sometimes on my iPad, it ain't long before I set it down, because I can't find the thing, you know. But I pick this up, I know exactly where to go, you know. That's my sword, I proved it, you know, and stuff. And so that's that's the key, because what you don't realize is the enemy knows, see, and all those apps and different things are out there. If you don't have it set just right, he's going to fix it to where something is going to pop up and trigger to your attention and your mind from what is being said in the Word of God. See, that's why Jesus says that the seed that is sown by the wayside of they that hear the Word of God, but before they have time to receive it, what happened? The enemy comes and catches you away. See, and you, and you don't have a chance to get what was said. It's that distraction. See, and that's why the enemy has invented, you know, he's got good purposes, but it goes back to what we said in point two. You've got to have some self-discipline. See, you just can't sit there and, and allow it to keep pulling you and tugging you and distracting you. How many times have you been in church and you all of a sudden your phone go off? <laughs> you know, blows your whole mind, doesn't it? You know? I was, I, I, I should have brought your paper and read it tonight. Me and Brother DeMove was at a prayer conference over in Waukesha and that breakfast, I think it was breakfast, right? Or dinner? Yeah. He, he got a, he got a paper and it's talking about how the cell phones and gadgets, you know, is really destroying kids' lives. You know, and, and one of the articles says that they took some kids, one with phones, one without phones, and then one with phone close by, one with phones on them, and then one they put them, left them outside. And they gave them a test. 
And the kids that did good was the ones whose phones was in the other room. You know, and the ones that had it with them did bad. And the ones that had it somewhere close to it did pretty bad too. But it was, it was talking about how is, is, is distraction. See? And so the enemy knows this. See? It will distract you. It, it will cause you to start lusting after things. You know, how many times have you been on your iPad reading your, your emails and all of a sudden something pops up for sale? You see that? You know, something will pop up for sale. You know, something cheap for sale and you start looking at it and now you don't forgot what you were looking at over here. You know, and it's there to entice them. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm telling you, it has good points. See? But I'm trying to get you to see. Don't let it cause you to lust after evil things. Go after wrong things. Use it for the right reason. Get self-disciplined. See? You know, don't let it distract you from, from being able to hide the Word of God. Don't spend so much time on it that you don't have time to study the Word of God. You don't have time to pray. You don't have time to have family devotions. You know, don't get up the first thing in the morning and that's the first thing you grab. You know, because if you do, it's going to distract you. It's going to lead you astray. See, you need to get a hold of God. You need to prepare your way. Jesus says, oh, that men would pray and not faint. He says, pray that you enter not into temptation. Your spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. If the enemy can get you to lust out the evil things, he's going to tempt you and pour you away. That's his goal. He knows that God has a place for you, and it's his goal and his desire to pour you further and further away from the things of God. So that the light of God will not shine and reflect in your life. Amen. So do not desire evil things. Amen. Don't even go after. Don't even get in your heart saying, Oh, I wish I was like so and so. Oh, I wish I was like him. Oh, I wish I was like her. No, the only one you want to say I want to be like is Jesus. Amen. As Paul says, Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. That's the only one I want to be like. I want to be like him because the scripture tell us that he's coming back and we shall see him as he is and everyone that have this hope in them purify themselves even as he's pure amen and i can't allow things to lust that pull me away because i got to be pure i got to have my mind pure i got to have my heart pure i got to have my whole body mind soul and spirit pure for the coming of the Lord. Amen. And so I, the only way I'm going to be able to do that is I've got to have the Word in me. The Word has got to be growing in me. It's got to be developing in me. I've got to be fruitful. i got to multiply. Amen. I've got to have good apostolic identity. I've got to have good apostolic truth. I've got to have good apostolic ministry. I've got to have good apostolic ways of life. Amen. So that I'm ready. And it starts with us having the Word of God deep within inside of us so that we can see clearly the evil of the enemy. Amen. Because the Bible tells us even Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. And it's no great thing that his ministers appear of ministers of righteousness. And so therefore, we got to be able to discern good and evil, clean and unclean. 
amen, that we do not lust out the evil things so that it trips us up. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Any questions? Thank you. Amen. Praise God. So don't, so we're going to get over this stuff. Amen? Amen. So, you know, doing your study, doing your weeks, go back and, you know, look at the others. See how it all rose together, you know, from January all the way down. You know, we, that's what we're talking about, being overcomers. Amen. God knows that when we come into this thing, we bring some baggage, <laughs> you know, and the enemy is trying to trip us up. The closer we get to home, the closer it is. Amen. Amen. You know, what was that tape you gave me that um, trophies of hell? Amen. A great message. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but it is definitely an awesome, awesome, awesome message. And Satan desires nothing better than to have your head on his wall. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine how the Philistines felt when they killed Saul? Jonathan had them hanging on the wall. Amen. Think about it. That's what Satan desires in us. Amen. To hang us on the wall and say, look what I got. Look at the trophy I got. Amen. Holy Ghost. He was Holy Ghost. She was Holy Ghost filled. I got him. Amen. So be on your watch. Examine yourself, Paul says. Prove your own self. Amen. Search yourself. Search your heart. Search your mind. You know, constantly. You know, look at yourself and ask yourself, is there things in me that is pulling me away from the pathway of God? And if it is, then you need to run. As Paul told Timothy, flee. Flee you for lust. The war against your soul. Amen. Flee. And we're going to talk about that next week. Flee. 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 Run. Don't be afraid to run. You know? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Again, don't forget that next Wednesday night we'll be downstairs so there'll be no audio screaming on the on the computer because they'll be painting up here so can't take stuff downstairs. So you have to be here to hear. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. Be here to hear. Amen. Don't forget our veteran service is coming up pretty soon. It'll be here before we know it. Thanksgiving will be coming up real soon. We'll be, everybody will be eating turkey. The community center down uh, at um, La Crosse Center, I, we'll be having, you know, meals for turkeys and all that stuff for Thanksgiving. For those that may not have a place to go eat, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, please get that word out as well. Amen. And so on Alaska as well. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Good stuff. All right. See everybody on Sunday. Everybody ought to go to Sunday school. Father, we exalt you again tonight. Lord, we thank you again for the love and kindness and tender mercy that you continue to show forth to us day by day. Bless your people. Bless your children. Keep your hand upon us, God. Let your word shine through us and strengthen us in every area of our life. Those that has needs tonight, Father, God, I'm asking you to hear from heaven Forgive us of our sins and cleanse the land, Lord. We love you. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.